that? Did you retrieve that? The money in the bag, homie, I'ma need that. My Blackberry cell phone confuses me. I got women talking about Nikki using me. I got cool G rap, yo, when my speakers in the back. My car shine like a new cat. I'm with the genie at a lamp, coming off the exit ramp. I grab cash like a calf cramp. I like garlic butter with alioto crab. My son had a fight, I told him work the jab. Sometimes I'm very stingy, but yo, I'm mostly greedy. Been eating onion rings on Polk Street, that's very greasy. Man, it's cracking like a flower seed, blowing off a gang of weed. Ooh, if you haven't heard, now you heard. Thank you for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I am the host with the most better than butter on toast. And you already know what we're coming into. We're coming into some Andre Nicotina, my homeboy Chevy. Whoo! With Mac Dre. That's a whole album right there. Y'all got to check it out. If you haven't, check that out ASAP. And uh, a lot of you guys are like, hey, why are you even starting with that song? I'm sure that's your first question. It's like, hey. Why are you starting with that song blaring in my fucking ears at 8 in the morning, dude? Are you serious? Yes. Unfortunately, I am dead serious. Oh, my God. Yep, dead serious, dead serious. Sorry about that. I just had to pay homage. I had to pay homage to the SF City, first off. Second, I got to pay homage to the great Andre Nicotina. Shout out Andre Nicotina. I think he's going to be in Lake Tahoe come August 8th. Check the date. Check the date. I know it's going to be in August. <laughs> and uh, that whole album was actually with Mac Dre. That song was called My Homeboy Chevy, as I said, like four or five times in the intro. Check it out. It just talks. It kind of gives you a little rundown of San Francisco in the in his lyrics, too. See, you got you to gotta pay attention. He goes, well, first off, when he goes, I'm coming off the exit. I'm grabbing cash like a calf cramp. Oh, my God. I'm grabbing cash like a calf cramp. You have a calf cramp before? That shit fucking hurts, good. It hurts so bad. Hurts so bad. Yeah, and then he goes, um, I'm on Polk Street. I oh, know I mean an onion rings from Polk Street. They very greasy. Polk Street is a street in San Francisco. It is real. I have seen it. I have walked it. I've been around. I I've never necessarily looked for the spot he's talking about. I don't know which spot he's talking about on Polk Street where you get the onion rings that are really greasy. I'm trying to fuck with some onion rings that are hurt my stomach, bro. Like, what's good? So, Andre Nicotina, I'm going to go ahead and send you this clip and put your boy on. I, I would appreciate it. Uh, Why are you talking about San Francisco and Polk Street and Andre Nicotina? Well... I got to visit San Francisco the other day, and if you tuned into the podcast as prior, I've actually recorded, you know, numerous, um, actually this is only the third one, the third podcast that I kind of digest what I, what I did in San Francisco, <laughs> so exciting, you know, I have a whole list, a whole little, you know, sometimes I have a, an agenda, and sometimes I don't, so to be completely honest with y'all, I paused the podcast. I took a little break, and I had some food, and I just uh, had to shake it out real quick. I have no idea why I was so damn nervous and, like, choppy in the beginning. I have no clue, but here we are. We're relaxed, relaxed.
All right. So since now that we're relaxed, let's go in. Let's get this going. So went down to San Francisco the other day. I thought it would be a good little idea just to kind of get out of the normal routine. And me and my girl, we went down to San Francisco. And one fucking hilarious fact, I am so scared of heights, it's ridiculous. Every time we cross that Bay Bridge, it is just, is it the Bay Bridge? Yeah, it's the Bay Bridge. It's the Bay Bridge that we cross. It is fucking scary. I had to drive it on the way back to Sacramento. But that's neither here nor there. It's then, and you know, this is now. So, we're talking about then though. Julio, shit, what the fuck? You're confusing me, bro. You're confusing me. All right. Well, I guess we got to talk about the past, but we're in the moment. We got to live in the moment, but we got to talk about the past. We got to make it a little funny, too, because if we don't make it funny, then people are going to tune out, bro. All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. This is literally the internal conversations that I have in my head all day. Imagine being my fucking brain just exhausted as fuck. Like, bro, would you stop thinking and talking to yourself in the third while you're thinking? I don't even know what to call that. But uh, San Francisco was a good time. It it always is. It never disappoints me. It always kind of shows me something different that I didn't notice the time before. I started going to San Francisco when I was about, uh, let's see, 15 or 16. I started going pretty heavy. My mom took me. Um, if you want to go ahead and learn about those stories, listen to the first SF one. It's uh, Solo Dolo SF. Listen to that first one. You can get the whole rundown on that, okay? But I've been going back, you know, I've been going to the city for back since, like, 2008. Oh, my God, 2008. You're fucking, like, you're, like, primetime visitor, bro. (laughs) Like, you've been there. OG status. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, I always kind of have a routine every time I go. It's kind of like a little nostalgic feeling. It reminds me of when I used to go with my family, my mom's, my brother, you know, just kind of as a clan. We'd go out there and roam around and she put me on to some great Chinese food to just how to move in San Francisco, how to drive in San Francisco. <coughs> what to expect in certain places when we're going, you know what I mean? Because she took me to the Castro district and, you know, she was kind of showing me a part of uh, her life. So in that, she took me to where everything's free. And if you have not been to the Castro District, it's the gay district in San Francisco. And uh, I recommend going. Keep an open mind and an open heart, and it's cool. Um, People are just people, and it's no biggie. But we're going to dive into that a little bit later. The first stop, though, was the Missing District in Frisco. It uh, It was packed. It was so packed. It was overwhelming. There was hell of people. There's a lot of rasa there. So people are just moving, working, hustling. Like people are, it's kind of like downtown LA a little bit where uh, people are just selling shit and kind of just huddled up. Like it's a little hub of people. Just a hub of people, you know, moving and grooving to the fucking beat of life and making a living. There's some crazy people. There's people hustling. There's people waiting. There's people who are just getting off work. It's fucking busy. Things are going on and it's happening. Um, there's actually a cool, um, what is it? It's a rooftop bar right there. I have no idea what it's called. I just figured that out the other day. Uh, my girl was like, oh yeah, that's a rooftop bar. I was like, oh, cool. I would have never known. But the funny part that I found kind of ironic in the mission was just all these little hipster kind of plant shops everywhere that were taxing on plants that I saw like in Walmart <clears throat> for like $130 for certain plants. And don't get me wrong. 
I understand that plants have their value. And certain plants are just expensive because they're hard upkeep, I guess, right? But $130, I swear I had seen that plant. I'm going to look up and post it because $130 for this little green thing of life. I think that's taxing. You know what I mean? I think it's taxing. That's just me. But we were in the Mission District. We were uh, we we're trying to get these burritos. Fucking burrito. Fucking burrito. You better put some hot sauce in my burrito, baby. We went to uh, El Falorito in the Mission. It is so fire. I think it's open to like 2 in the morning. So everybody out there partying and drinking beers, go there and get the carne asada burrito. Super. All right. Get everything on. They give you some fucking salsa verde. And that's the only one that fucking matters, to be completely honest with you. If you pour a little bit of that salsa verde before every bite, it's an insured delight. No, but that, I literally wanted to get a burrito, so we drove to San Francisco to get a burrito. You know? It wasn't the happiest experience, to be completely honest, because when we were waiting in line, the smell of piss was just lingering from the doorstep because you know people who are homeless they'll they'll sleep there and whatnot but they'll piss right there too or they might not be homeless it might just be people i'm, I'm just general okay people just piss there all right and it smells like fucking piss so i'm right there looking at the homie chop up carne asada and al pastor right there on the grill and heating up the tortillas and putting the cheese like eso putting all that shit on there but I can't even enjoy it. I'm not enjoying it. I didn't enjoy that part of the day during that time, you know? It was irritating. Ah, oh, fuck, it was irritating to me. You can tell how much it irritated me. It was like, really, dude? Or person? Like, just pissing? Like, it was, I smelled like it was just like on the door handle. Like, someone just pissed on the door handle. It was like, man, fuck burritos, man. Burritos suck, bro. You know what I'm saying? Burritos fucking suck, bro. I don't even fuck with that Mexican food, bro. I'm over here on that other shit. Anyway. Yeah, so while we're waiting in line, you know, we're placed our order for like four burritos to go because, you know, we had to get the the tribe a couple of to-go orders, a couple of to-go orders. Can you believe this guy? He's going to take the to-go order. It's going to be all fucking soggy. The meat's going to be cold. He has no fucking respect. Guess again, motherfucker. Okay? Listen here. If you can't eat a burrito left over... It's no good. It's written in the book. It's written in the book of laws. If you look it up, if the burrito's not good on the second day, you have to ask that guy. You know what I mean? He's out the fucking window. You know what I'm saying? You got to paint the house. You got to paint the house. You're painting walls here. You know what I'm saying? Man, I haven't done that. Oh, shoot, man. I'm feeling a little groovy, a little groovy. Ready to rock and roll, you know? We're doing and we're moving. So this whole, I felt, but like the whole way to San Francisco, I had this like horrible headache. It wouldn't go away. It was kind of like a pressure, like on the left side of my face, eye, head. And I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. So it was really bothering me. And then it was just, you know, it was fucking busy in the mission. And I wasn't even driving, to be completely honest with you. So, fuck, I'm just complaining. Um, But that smell of piss, it fucked me up bad, like. We got the burritos, and I just fucking smashed, like, 75% of it just out of pure, like, fuck you, this is why I came. I should have just waited. I had a headache, because I probably hadn't eaten. If I would have just eaten, like, you know, a quarter of the burrito, 
And I couldn't and I couldn't enjoy the rest for later like a decent human. But no, I had to stuff it in my fucking mouth because I'm fucking ridiculous and I'm prideful. Against food. Can you believe? Can you believe that? Against food. Imagine Imagine really getting in an argument with me. Jeez Louise. You know? I'm hard headed over here about the burrito. About the burrito, baby. Put hot sauce in my burrito, baby. You know that I love you. And if you don't know where that's from, then I don't know. I don't know. Just watch, watch the movie. Julio, what's the movie from? What's the line from? What's the movie? I want to see it on my downtime. It's a Friday, I believe, for uh, next Friday. But yeah, I should have just chilled on the burrito consumption and just waited. That's what my girl did. She enjoyed the burrito the next day for her lunch. But me, I only enjoyed a quarter of that burrito. My, did I want more. So, I was kind of peeved. I was a little peeved off. I was a little pissed. I was a little pissed off. I was a little mad. You know. Did I, have, did I smoke? I don't even think I had smoked. I was just, like, irritated. So, I was just, like, I was all revved up. You know, when you're just all revved. When you're just, like, revved in the fucking... And you're like, you know, like, like, you're just ready to go at any point's notice. Like, someone just drops the fucking dime and they're like, Julio, attack. And you're just ready to fucking attack for what? You don't know, but you just want that reason. Like, try me today, motherfucker. I swear. You know, my head gets like that all the time. And then I got to tell myself that I'm a lover, not a fighter, because that is the truth. If I were to get in a fight, I don't know what the fuck would happen. My face would be wrecked. My fucking stomach would hurt. I'd probably shit myself. I'd probably throw up on you. Good luck with that. That shit's fucking all bad. You don't know what the fuck I've been eating. I had pizza yesterday. How about that? You ever have old cheese thrown up? Yeah, that shit smells horrible. How do I know? Because I've thrown it up. Calzone, baby. That's another story. For another time. Hey, everybody who is here with me at the 14 minute mark. I wanted to do this right before 15 minutes. So 14, 20. Why would I pick 1420? Because that's what we're doing. Because it was like 420, but 1420, you know. Um, I wanted to go over listener questions. So I went on live earlier on Instagram. And I I had everybody kind of go back and forth. I asked everybody what they wanted to hear. And I got a couple questions here. And just what people wanted to know, essentially. So the first question was the worst high experience and i tried to get this person to clarify but or no it did yeah worst high experience because i was like what kind of high you know i've done some drugs i've done some drugs um but let's tell you about the time let's tell you about the time you want me to keep it fucking 100 and you want to hear about like a crazy story dude let's run it (sighs) so this high i'm just gonna call it a high the drug you can guess all right me and my boys you know, having a good old time. This is about five, six years ago. I don't know. Six years ago, maybe. Um, it was a while back. And we were out for a birthday. And we were just turning up. Too cool for school, baby. So we were just drinking. And we were drugging. And we were drugging. And we were drinking. And it was the freaking weekend, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... We were just on a fucking roll, on a tangent, fucking just doing fucking blow, drinking fucking alcohol, doing it fucking nuts, right? Everybody was there. 
if you were anybody, you were fucking there. If you were a part of the clique right then at that time in life, you were there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that was there for giving me this memory, good and bad, because you guys have helped me become who I am today. And that's just keeping it real because I'm not trying to glorify these stories. I'm just telling you what the hell was real and what happened. So, yeah, worst high experience, let's go. We're doing fucking, I was doing hella coke all night. Drinking all fucking night to the next day. Taking pictures, talking, rapping, rapping, talking, talking over each other. Oh, yeah, what? My story's better than yours. Cut, fuck it, coke brain. And push comes to shove, and it's like 8.39 in the morning. And I am on a, if you've ever seen somebody who's just awake, who just looks like they have not slept, that was everybody there. And what was the bright idea to help us relax? Oh, roll a fucking blunt. No, my. So I already kind of know I have a bad experience with smoking and like kind of mixing my drugs like that. So. I was just on one and everybody was smoking and everybody looked fine. <clears throat> so I went ahead and took a couple of drags. And immediately as I took the couple of drags, everything kicked in. All the fucking coke I've done all fucking night just kicked in, dude. And my fucking heart started fucking beating out of my fucking chest. Like a fucking person who just run their fastest they've ever ran, you know. Beating out of my chest and I couldn't calm down and I couldn't stop like breathing hella heavy couldn't i couldn't chill i was like i was fucking looking at my boys like dude i can't like i'm like this right now i'm trying to hold in a burp but like i think it's just actually who my body reacting to the story it was a fucking trip dude i'm telling you so my fucking heart's beating out of my chest and i'm trying to get like one of my friends attention to tell them like understand what i'm feeling because i feel like i'm gonna die right now like my heart's fucking gonna explode that's the look i'm giving them and that's the feeling i need them to kind of understand and nobody's giving me that feeling and in that moment i knew i was alone but in that moment i know i needed to go home to my family you know they had my back i needed to get out of there because if i die i want to i don't want to die my family's gonna save me and fuck at that moment i didn't have nobody but i knew i could rely on my brothers right no disrespect to anybody in that group because everybody has grown since then. But I had to get the fuck out of there. And my wise ass idea was to get behind the wheel. And in this pursuit to get home, I cannot calm down. I'm debating whether to drive myself to the ER. Because I cannot calm down. I'm like, <gasps> I cannot fucking catch my breath. I can't breathe. It's the fucking worst feeling I have ever felt. Right. So I finally get home and I'm finally kind of just I'm home. So I'm calm. I'm at I gave me like from a 10 to a 10. Not so bad, like a bad 10 when I was driving, like almost like fucking. Oh, my God. Right. So I'm home and I just that little bit kind of went away. But mind you, it's like 930, 10. So it's still early. I have a whole day. And yeah. I had to go through that. Those feelings, like right when I got home of just being so twacked out, like, oh, fuck, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what to do. Like, I can't fucking, I can't throw up. I can't breathe. I can't calm down. I can't sleep. 
that right there, that feeling of despair and the lack of control of what 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 my body was going through and what my mind was going through was probably the worst high experience I've ever had. Yeah. Like I had to endure it all. I had to go through it. Like it wasn't at the point of an OD, but or I couldn't even say, you know, anyway, um, it was just to the point of computer. I was just in a manic state, a fucking manic state. And you don't know what to do. You have to talk to yourself mentally to not jump off the deep end. You think about crazy shit, man. You're like, fuck, if I was just gone, I wouldn't be doing this to all the people I love. You know, like you want to die. You want to jump out of your skin. You want to just leave. That's what you want to do in those moments. And I know people felt that before. You know, I know homies felt that before. That's just a real feeling. I'm not the only one. You might not be a homie. You might just be. <laughs> what am I saying? Anybody can have that feeling. And if you've had that feeling on drugs and you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Damn, this shit got real, bro. Hey, man, you asked a real ass question. I appreciate you for asking that question. So let's see what the next question is here. So COVID, 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 COVID. So there's some new strains, something about some Delta 8. Um, I'm just kidding. Delta 8 is a synthetic form of THC, I believe, derived from CBD. I am unsure to be completely exact. Uh, Let's see. But, you know, what's going on up here in Sacramento? I know I've been talking to some coworkers. Um. And I know the mandate, not the mandate, but they're recommending masks again. People are kind of, it seems pretty like people are coming into stores, you know, where, where, I, where I work and people are, um, for the most part, you know, like kind of divi- divided 50-50, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So that's how it's kind of infecting, affecting Sacramento. I don't really know too many people who have gotten it recently or... I know plenty who have had it previously, but now with these new strains, um, no, I haven't. I haven't know. I don't know anybody who has. And let's see. Another question was, vaccine or no vaccine, and why? So for me, if you want to have a take a vaccine, go right ahead. If you don't want to take a vaccine, go right ahead. I think that when our choices kind of get forced and our hands get pushed in a certain way I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that I don't want to feel forced into having to do something for the necessarily greater good because this isn't proven to be helpful for the greater good it's not proven to stop the spread um, to my understanding you can still catch it and give it to someone as you have the the vaccine and with these new strains that are coming out, are we going to have to get a vaccine every time a new strain or something comes out? I mean, don't get me wrong. Vaccines have been around for a while and um, they've cured a lot of diseases that otherwise would have killed a lot of us if we wouldn't have had them, right? We all got vac- vaccines, I guess, when we were younger. I honestly don't know what vaccines I got when I was young. I'll have to look at that. I don't know. Um, I know I got the flu shot maybe once when I was in elementary school. And middle school, and then after that, I got two cool four schools, so I didn't do it, and uh, I haven't gotten one since middle school. Mm, and no, I, I haven't, I haven't been vaxxed, and that's uh, my choice. 
and for me it's i'm really trying to you know at the moment i'm I'm slacking on my regimen of my proper food intake and my diet or not just my physical lifestyle right now and my overall diet so no i'm not doing the best job to prevent me catching covid but i'm also not doing a great job just in my overall health interest so once i get that square then i'm going to be doing everything that i need to be in my eyes to fight something that my immune system hopefully can take on because with a strong immune system you know that's what it's there for and i don't want to spread it to anyone so i do wear my masks when i need to wear my masks and uh i keep it at that i keep it moving i keep my head down and do what i need to do um I feel like I'm doing my part. That I hope that answers your question. I hope that answered why as well. And let's see. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to shout out. I'm going to go over uh, who's coming up next on the podcast and who I want to have on the podcast. Like conversations I think that would enlighten me or just not even enlighten me. Just people I want to chop it up with. Um, but a big thank you to everyone who participated in the Full Circle Experience this past weekend. Thank you to Anthony for setting that up. Thank you for FMK Trunky Trucking for supporting the meal for supplying the meals. Appreciate you guys fucking tremendously. Lorena, thank you very much. Carlos Tamayo, Big Sam, Mike, Jonathan, driving out from Watsonville. I know you guys have been busy. Chewy. Fuck, who am I forgetting? Uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Everybody who came out. I appreciate the hell out of you. Everybody who distributed flyers, who got the message out to these young, young, uh, to these youngsters, uh, who wanted to come and develop their skills, not only as like an athlete in football, but an overall athlete and all messages that we preach on the field and in life, they, they, they coincide with each other. You got to be strong. You got to dig deep. You know, when you're tired and that heat's hitting you and you want that water and you're going to, you know, make that last play in whatever sport you're in or in life, you have to make that play when you're tired the best play because that's when you're more likely to slip up you got to keep your game tight you know and that's game that you can take with you wherever you go you got to be on point at all times you know especially when you're there when you're doing that whenever let's say you're in a play right for example and it's a you know a football plays bang bang it's a real quick bang bang you know what i mean it's a such such a quick handoff to running, to it, these plays just happen so fast. So in that moment, when you're tired, you have to perform. And in life, when you're tired and your back's against the wall and you don't know where you're going to get the money for rent and you don't know because you owe Peter and Paul and the money you get has to go to rent and for food, or not for food because you, where the fuck, we don't rent. Anyway, you get what the hell I'm saying, right? You don't have enough money to do anything. Your options are limited. That survival mentality is in the back of your head. What are you going to do? You got to stay on point. You got to keep moving. And you got to act like you got it. Because that feeling alone will keep you going. That feeling alone will keep you going. But yes, thank you to everybody who came out. Um, peop- Everybody who donated drinks, waters meals food just being out there the parents who came out uh, to bring their children all the kids uh the homie luis the little youngster who came out just passing by and hung out for a bit and got his reps in uh, those are the ones you know what i mean everybody is welcome but that's beautiful you know somebody's walking by with some cleats just hopped in boom 
and he hopped in with the older crowd. Or I think he he was probably one of the smallest ones on the field from the 12 and up, you know, and just to see his drive and his focus. And he looked like he never moved his feet in this football way ever. You know, his athletic stance wasn't too athletic, but he gave it his all. He did his he did his part. You know, he's held his own. He didn't slip. Next up on the lineup, you know, from here to the month of August, I got some great guests. Uh, I got Brasa coming up out of uh, Guatemala, but he's been living in Los Angeles for quite a while. We're going to tap in with him. I got Trial Comic Series. I got my boy Josh who created a comic book. Yes, don't get that twisted. He created a comic book. Right. So we're going to chat it up, chat, chat it up with him about that. I'm very interested to see how much progress you made on that, my friend. I'm telling you. Going back to Brasa. Brasa, thank you, man. He got down on a freestyle. It had been years since he freestyled like that. Years. And thank you for doing that. Let's see. Let's see. I got also this this young man right here. I'm not trying to take away anybody who I've ever recorded with. But this young man right here is going to be something. Like He's going to blow up past everybody. His music's going to impact people's lives. It's going to, it makes you feel emotions when you listen to his music. It makes you think. You know, Mark Lux, my boy Mark Lux. I had the very pleasure to hear some unreleased music as well. Whoo, that is complete fire, I'm telling you. I cannot wait until he blesses us with that. You hear that, Mark? Man, you're on the, you're on the chopping block, bro. I got to hear it, man. I got to have it. You said you were going to shoot it. Man, you got to shoot it. Yeah, I won't even play it, bro. I won't play it for nobody except for my body. But <clears throat> those are the people that will be coming up pretty soon. I can't give away everybody. Um, but, yeah, those are some of the folks that I'm very – that are just on the, honestly that were on the top of my head that I actually were fixing the schedule for. So, yeah, they. I'm very excited for everybody to get to listen to the stories, to the – trials and tribulations of everybody's lives you know and the ups and the downs and we all go through it we all go through it no matter what part of the world you're from or where you're laying your head we all go through it in different ways and also my boy 97 suave we're gonna be starting something great you all ready for a book club you all ready for a fucking book club yeah <laughs> so we're thinking about something like a group think tank um, it's going to be possibly a book club or which is going to be a couple of quite a bit of people who want to group up via however Skype or however we do this and kind of have a group therapy kind of sesh, you know, and just talk things out, see what's going on with people. You know, it's one thing important that I think he said that struck me was you, he didn't know how to communicate. When he was young. And that's why he was so upset. Because that's how everybody kind of addressed each other. Because, well, I don't like this. Whoop-de-whoop. So, I don't like that shit either. Whoop-de-whoop. Bye-bye. You know? And that's the way it was. And that's the way it is. When we don't know how to express ourselves. You ever see a baby try to talk? He can't, right? What do they do when they're frustrated? They cry. That's That habit never leaves. You have to break that habit. It's not bad to cry, but... You got to be able to have an outlet and learn how to communicate is what I'm saying. So if you're anybody interested, I hope you're excited because we got some big things. We got to work out the details because we make sure we want to give you guys a quality low, low, you know, just a quality project. So stay tuned. You got that, Suave? 
gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put our ducks in a row now. I put it out there, my friend. All right, so this is kind of a little bit of a fun part here. So the conversations that I would like to have, I have one person that I really want to have a conversation with, and that's Shia LaBeouf. I've been watching Shia since he was on. Oh, I say his name like I know him. Oh yeah, Shia, that's my boy. That's my amigo, bro. Hey, bro, Shia, he can come to the Carnasala anytime, homie. Come on down, bro. Fuck yeah. Hey, bro, take a plate to go. Nah, 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 nah. Here, hey, ama. Pick some plate. Yeah, nah. Oh, yeah, see. Really, ho. Quieres arroz? Yeah. Fix yourself a plate, Shia. Why would I want Shia LaBeouf? I find him fascinating. I find him interesting. I feel like he's somebody I can have a conversation with. Just like from what I've seen. I admire his work ethic and how his acting has changed through his battles. You know, with just his mental well-being and stability, I would say. Because we all struggle through that. That's something I can relate to. I just feel like we're very like-minded people. And I think it'd be a dope conversation. I So... Any of everybody, tweet at Shia LaBeouf, Apple Circle Mentality. Let's go. Let's get them on the podcast, right? Let's get it. Let's let's make this happen, Shia LaBeouf. Let's make that happen. I've never asked y'all for really much. You know, I've never been like, hey, help me with this. You know. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be pretty dope. But getting back to the facts and brass tacks. Does everybody know what that saying is? Because when you people have, have you ever heard that? Get down to the brass tax. What I used to think of is like brass tax, like money. Like, oh yeah, get down to the brass tax, boy. We're about to make this motherfucking millions, man. Get down to the brass tax. Where I got to sign at? Give me the money. Give me the money. It's actually brass tax. So like, if you were having a pushpin, like a tack, a thumbtack, you know, a brass one, a brass. Tack, brass tacks. My brother told me that earlier. I was today years old when I figured that out. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. I didn't believe him. I was like, "Are you serious?" He was like, "Yeah, man, brass tacks." I haven't double checked it, so maybe I should verify it. Nah, no big fucking deal. But yeah, no, it's brass tacks, man. Sure, facts. That's it. End of end of story. Close book. Oh man. But getting back to the may, the mich, the mission, la mission. Hey, homie, where are you from? I'm from la mission. Nah, I'm not from Frisco. I'm from Greenfield, California, man. But Frisco is a dope ass city. That's why I go so much. I like it quite a bit. Even the smell of piss. Nah, I don't like the smell of piss. But like, even though it smells like piss, I'll still go. No big deal. Everything. Like, I mean. Sometimes you play as fuck up. Sometimes you piss on the little side of the toilet, you know. Oh, shit, why does it smell like piss? Oh, fuck, I missed. You know what I mean? You got to clean it up real quick. No big deal. But the piss smells from, like, right there where we were at, which I couldn't, like, you know how you, like, try to turn around and then you don't catch the whiff? Fuck, no, there was a whiff there. There was a whiff all around. I had to put the, I had to put the note, I had to put my fucking, my hand to my nose and I had to just, you know, I didn't have a mask on, dude. Fuck. That time I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. Straight contradicting my ass, right? I fucked up. I fucked up. I like didn't even fucking we didn't even realize it. And we realized that once we smelled the piss, honestly, we were in the store and we looked up and I was like, How come I can smell this piss so much? And everybody else was like, Oh my god. Yeah, everybody else had their mask on. So I don't know if it was a mandate in uh San Francisco. Um 
but I, I completely forgot we spaced. So don't hang us, but just let you know, it smelled like piss. Oh, but if you would have had your mask on, bro, it wouldn't have even smelled like piss. I guess that's the valid point. But yeah, so we were walking away. I had the burrito. I was full. I could still smell piss lingering. And I was like, you know what? Let's go. I need to get some work jeans. Let's hit Union Square. You know, let me just get some fucking Levi's real quick. You know, or maybe that Ross right there. But little did I know that everything closed at 7 p.m. And what time was it when we got to Union Square? Julio, what time was it? Julio, what time was it when, when you got to uh, Union Square? What time? It was it was like 6.42. Oh, <laughs> you didn't get the pants on. No, nah, I didn't get the pants at all. No. Yeah, nah, but I looked around the Adidas store. That one was like right up at the elevator, the entrance. You know how you enter the, I don't know what mall it is in San Francisco, but it's like the downtown one. Um, You go up the, the escalators and the Adidas store is right there. I fucked up. I was going to get a Mexico jersey, to be completely honest with you. Why would I lie about that? I don't know. That's what my dad always checks me. He's like, why do you say honestly? Or to be completely honest, why do, why do you say that phrase? And he's like, are you going to fucking lie to me? Is Are you going to, like, was the other option just you lying to me completely? Like, yeah, so that's a bad habit, I say. But the Adidas store is pretty epic right there. They have a pretty cool shorts. They got some nice ass shoes. They got a whole bunch of jerseys, even jerseys on sale, authentic shit. Check it out. Adidas store in San Francisco. Come on, man. What's up with the sponsor? Come on, the sponsor. But uh, so so that was a little more frustrating because we paid for parking. I paid for parking or we paid for what the fuck? What the fuck does it matter? Right. Parking was paid. And I was just frustrated. Like I I felt like it like Frisco wasn't doing me justice. I was like, man. And then they took down the hearts out of Union Square. You know how they used to have the hearts? I used to take pictures by them. We used to take pictures of them. They changed. They painted them. They weren't there. I was like, what? Shit was rough, man. Frisco wasn't, you know, it wasn't panning out to how I wanted it to be. So you know what? I changed my attitude. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get some weed. I'm going to go to the Castro to hot cookie to get some cookies. And you know what? That's exactly what we did. We got in the hoopty. That's my hoopty. That's the hoopty. You know what I mean? 2100. Pacific baby was good. We're on them tents. Um, so we're in the hoopty and we're rolling around. And we hit burners on hate. Because that's the spot. I got to go to burners on hate every time I'm in Frisco. Why? Because I'm bougie like that with my weed. And you know what? Sometimes I buy a discount of weed anyway. So fuck it. So yeah. I ended up getting um, one of the Gary Payton two grand blunts or two grand wraps. And that was fire. The Gary Payton, I hadn't smoked like that. I smoked the soap, which was delicious. But the Gary Payton was a cool high, nice and relaxing. So, I don't even smoke that. I didn't even smoke it yet. So, we we we, uh, we drove to the Castro because I wanted to get the hot cookie. For y'all who don't know, hot cookie is a cookie shop that sells cookies fucking rice krispies a whole like a whole assortment of cookies they have like their own flavors right there i had a snickerdoodle and then i had a basic bitch um don't get mad at me because what i said okay that's the name of the cookie and it's pretty much a chocolate chip cookie basic bitch hence the name um 
But yeah, it's just funny. They have like fucking. You guys just check it out. Go check it out. I'll let you experience the Castro for yourself. I think it's uh, it's 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 beautiful. Um, after that, um, it, me and my mom would always go to Harvey's to to eat. So me and my girl went to Harvey's and we got a burger. Jeez, Louise, it was fucking expensive as all hell. Paid like thirty bucks for a fucking burger. It was like fi- almost fifty. It was fifty some dollars for one drink, a burger and fries. No fucking joke. So if you're gonna go to just a snack to try the food, do it. It's an experience. You know, it's 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 fucking great food. I I swear by their uh sweet potato fries. They're some of the best in San Francisco, hands down. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I might be biased. Um, where else did we go? In the casual. We were just walking around. Oh, I got a coffee. It's like hot drinks. It's up on the casual up the hill. Um, that was pretty good. I had like couple shots of espresso. Oh, I couldn't fucking sleep. That's why I couldn't sleep because I had espresso like at 8.30 because I had to drive home because I was kind of tired. But yeah, the casserole was cool. It kind of re, kind of reminded me what, you know, why I was even kind of brought there. You know what I'm saying? My mom kind of showed me another side of San Francisco and herself by taking me to the casserole. And every time I go, I'm reminded of that. And it's a nostalgic feeling for me. So every time I go, it's like I'm going not with my mom, but that feeling of and re- not recreating, but making new memories, you know, in memories of those memories. It's a beautiful thing for me, to be completely honest with you. And it's hard for me to talk about it because I don't want to say something wrong. You know, that's the last thing I want to do is hurt somebody's feelings. I think that's the last thing that any of us want to do, really. So it's just really hard to talk about a community and and humans when you're ridiculed by it, you know. And they're, everybody's just a human in, in my book. And that's where I reside on a lot of my matters, that we are human. And whatever goes on with whatever you want to do in your personal life is completely up to you. And to be taught that at a young age is is eye-opening it's it's kind of shaking the reality norms and showing you that the reality that you're living in is kind of a skewed and, and it, it's not linear it's a skewed the things are move all the time and there's always moving pieces but we are humans and we have the right to choose what we want why not we have every right to be and do what we want as long as we're not harming others right it's a trip and I can relate with that. Like just being free and who you want to be. I'm a heterosexual male. I love females, but going there, like allows me to tap into like a different f- feeling. It's a trip. You know what I mean? Julio's a fucking, nah, don't even fucking start with me, but no, it, it gave me an insight onto a different aspect of life that I had no clue about. And it let me know that we're all humans. It relate and fuck ever since like I was 15, 16, my, my, you know, my views have changed. And I guess what I'm trying to say is like, fuck as a society, we have to open up our minds a little bit more. You know, I'm not trying to say like everybody has to be gay or, or bisexual or none of that, sh- none, none of that at all, you know, do whatever you want, but to have the freedom to have that discussion or the discussions of vaccines or non-vaccines, you know, but to be killed by your words is horrible. You know, the freedom of speech. 
It's fucking crazy, right? That's the, that was given to us because some countries don't have that. Some countries don't have the freedom that I we have. This freedom to speak over this wild west fucking. You hear me through your earphones. You're taking a shit. You're fucking washing your ass. You're going to work. You're working out. You're in passing. You're making breakfast. You know what I miss? What I miss? What I miss? You're riding a bike. What I miss? You're boxing. I don't know. You're on the elliptical. You're scratching your ass. You're smelling your finger. You dirty fucking cochino. What's up? <laughs> no, it's just uh, life's beautiful, man. And just going back to San Francisco kind of reset that for me. Like it grounded me in a way that I can't explain. And it's tied to my family. And I'm able to share that experience with others. You know, I think that's fucking deep. It's fucking deep, man. It's deep like the cock in your ass, man. You fucking asshole. The fuck off, man. And that's all I love, too, man. Shit. I can say it's fucking comedic interviews that I'm doing here. So don't take me too serious. You know where I'm coming from. If you're listening to this, you know where I'm coming from. But yeah, after the cash show, where'd we go? Oh, I had to. We went to a sex shop. Heidi hell. Talk about a fist. What? We'll get into that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we went to a sex shop because I needed to get a lighter. And, you know, I was checking out some prodadokes. You know what I mean? Spice some things up a little bit. <laughs> Why not, right? Uh, Nah, we were just looking around, though. I really just went in there for a lighter. But it was a trip. Like, you see dildos in there, fucking size of fists and shit. And it's like hogs that are like fucking 20 inches long. Like, holy fucking cow. It's like the size of a horse dick. Like, good luck. You know, shit. Damn, it looks... You know, I commend whoever does that. That's a... That's a task and a half. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, that Joey, you got the fucking joke still. Yeah, you came out of prison, Joey. You had all the jokes, didn't you? Yeah, hey, hey, Steve. How about you shut the fuck up or I'll break your other fucking eye socket? How about that, cocksucker? God damn it, Joey. Okay, you don't know how to take a fucking joke no more. Okay, this fucking guy over here. Break your fucking eye socket. He already broke my left orbital bone. You know what I'm saying? Your what? Your orbital bone? Your fucking orbital bone. Yeah, on the left side. Fuck fuck my shit up. But yeah. Frisco. It's beautiful. And then I came in to, what is it? Andre Nicotina. I've been Larry June. Burner. Pilo. Who else is out of Frisco? g Easy. Or just the Bay Area. Um, I am Sue. You know, the Bay is just a hub of fucking life and music. And it has been since goddamn before the 60s, you know. And there's a lot of life there. And the feeling that I used to get, like, in 2008, 2011, it was more of, like, a togetherness. And right now, it just seems kind of, I don't know. seems kind of weird, the vibe over there. But that's just that's just me, in my opinion. And fuck my opinion, right? Because why not? <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. And, oh, before we go, before we go, thank you to everybody who's been purchasing the merch. Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Uh, we sold out of certain sizes in the, I think we sold out of quite a bit of the giant shorts. I know we only have bigger sizes left, like XL and 2X. Um, we still got a few red shorts. Those are pretty limited as well. Um, if you guys are just hearing about it on the podcast, you could tap in at Full Circle Company. Um, you can go to the Shopify there. 
Yeah, and that's you know supporting us through the merch is kind of keeping our podcast going, and we're just reinvesting in in this company and what we believe in, and we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for for helping us. So that brings our journey to an end here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. Everybody who's been here, all you Earthlings, thank you for joining me here. Oh, big thanks to Labyrinth Studios. We got big things coming for y'all. We got files on files. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Thank you, Gus. Big shout out to Gus, man. Labyrinth Studios, tap in. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share that with y'all too. We got some big plans. We've been working on this stuff since day one. So, hey, for real though, Gus. You too, Angel. Thank you too for always keeping me on my path and reigniting me whenever I'm stagnant, indirectly or directly. I appreciate you. I appreciate the team. I appreciate everybody who makes sacrifices to to make our dreams come true. I appreciate you. All right. So, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna leave to some burning Larry June. You know what I'm saying? Spread the peace and the love, and just keep on spreading the peace and the love, man. There ain't no much more to say. So. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for tapping in. Peace. I used to pull a saw 5K on a weekday. Seven bitches in the house out Millbrae until the police raided us. Shit will never be the same on Broadway. Two snows cross country, made sure the track was smooth before we posted up. East Coast, Tri-City, kept a nigga up. Another day, another trap spot. Another day, another bitch not. Broadway, waiting on my, she just hit big. 119K, woke up, did it again. Good job, Julio.